December 6th, 2002. There have been a lot of media referrals coming into the office lately. The Lord is helping us to get through them, however, and we aren't really backed up. I always say a prayer before I sit down to make calls to all of them to help keep me in the right mindset. It works. It snowed about eight inches yesterday, and it was a pretty big shock to me. I didn't think we were ever going to get snow. All the mission cars were grounded, so we walked all over the place. We went by to see a family who we were trying to follow up with, but they weren't home. However, their neighbors had left a snow shovel outside, so I grabbed it and started to shovel off both of their porches and the walkway and a path in the driveway. In the midst of our shoveling, a lady was driving by really slowly and staring at us. Apparently, it was the neighbors whose shovel we were using. She drove up the street a little ways and then turned around. We finished up as quick as we could and then walked away. We went by the Orsi's house and said hello to them. They ended up feeding us dinner and we ended up shoveling their driveway. We also set it up to teach them the discussions. So that was neat. We went by to see Sister Florence again tonight for our appointment, but she was gone or didn't come to the door. The TV was on, though. We tried to go see George and his family tonight, but some lady who we'd never seen before was at the door saying that George was gone, even though all the cars were there. She kept trying to close the door on us, but I kept talking to her anyway. She said she had to go and help Val pack up for an emergency or something like that. I never know what to believe anymore when it comes to what people are saying. December 7th. The Sikahemas are a really great family. Brother Sikahema asked us to come over to his house to teach them the, the discussions back on Thanksgiving. And tonight was when we decided to start. We were only planning on being there for 30 minutes. But when we arrived at 5.30, they asked us if we could stay for dinner. Now, there's certainly no use in denying people blessings, so of course we decided to stay. It was an Italian dinner with ravioli, portatelli, and salad. They have some fun at the table, that's for sure. Sister Sikahema says she has four sons, with her husband included. At least two of the sons play the piano, which reminds me. I'm going to get back into playing again when I get back. We were pretty much done with the discussion, and I basically didn't know what else to say when Brother Sikahema was moved upon by the Spirit to address his family on the importance of the Book of Mormon and listening to the modern prophets. Actually, it was fairly recent when President Hinckley and Elder Ballard and Haight came to speak to the saints in this area. They said to pray like we had never prayed before, to be instruments in the Lord's hands in bringing someone to the knowledge of the truth. Brother Sikahema mentioned that they hadn't been doing that and that they needed to repent or there were going to be consequences. They feel very strongly about their neighbors and they have three sons. The Sikahemas are going to invite them to the word Christmas party. December 8th. We had a pretty full day today. After church, we made some media referral calls and tried to go see Sister Florence 
whose daughter said she was sleeping. Then we went over to the Rigby's for dinner. We were supposed to teach them a discussion as well, but it didn't end up happening. We also saw brother and sister Christensen today as well. She is always raving about her son who is serving a mission down in the Tampa, Florida area. We then headed over to the King family's home. They are such great people. He happens to be a horse jockey while she works for United Airlines. They have a daughter named Ashley in college at Nebraska, son named Blake, and a younger daughter named Taylor. I've only met them once, and I care about them so much. They're less active, but it would only take a little bit of effort on their part, and they'd be back in the swing of things. I have never in all my life had such anxiety for a family. I don't know what it is, but my heart aches for their spiritual well-being. December 9th. There were a couple of surprises in the office for me this morning. A letter from Elder Sean Kowalis, who's serving in Washington State, with Elder Ammon Thompson. And also a letter from Travis Dunn, who recently returned from a mission in Cincinnati, Ohio. It's so wonderful to have so many brethren in the Lord. Elder Kowalis' mother and my mother are very good friends. I'm going to make sure to keep in touch with Elder Koalas and give him support because I don't know where I would be if I didn't have the support from people writing me. We followed up with a man named Colin who's from Trinidad. We met him a week ago and he said to come back today, so we did. And we were able to sit down for a few minutes with him and teach him. He and his wife have a son who's six years old. The mother wasn't there, however, while we taught him. He believes in God and Christ, but is very disenchanted with the many churches he has come in contact with. He said that they would be going back to church, a Catholic one, so that their son could have some direction, but it sounded like they were only going to get his first communion and the confirmation someday. We need to bring them to the true house of worship established by Jesus Christ himself. Something kind of neat that is worth mentioning is that according to Colin, his phone is ringing nonstop because of his job on Wall Street, but it didn't ring the entire time we were there. I know that God wanted him to hear what we had to tell him today. Tonight we had dinner at the Sinclair's home. Their kids are older and married. We also taught them the sixth discussion tonight. President Dawes having us teach the members the discussions to help them get in gear for missionary work. December 13th. We just returned from the home of brother and sister Orsi. What a truly delightful couple they are. They're both Italian Americans and have been members of the church for three years. They are sealed in the temple and such a joy and delight to be around. They talked about how they came to know that Heavenly Father is real and spoke somewhat of their conversion to the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. The spirit was very strong and uplifting and it brought hope into my heart, hope for a better world, a future happy family of my own. We are going to be seeing the Orsi family every Friday for the next five weeks. I look forward to learning from them. Tracting was a bummer today because I stopped caring. 
I felt that in the past, when I cared, it was more painful to be rejected, and I felt worse for each person who denied us. I figured that if I stopped caring, then I would feel better, but it backfired on me. I began to feel very depressed and wished I could just go to sleep for a few months. We can't stop caring, regardless of the pain and heartache that comes along with it. It can be so hard, though. December 19th. Well, I'm in North Tom's River now. I was transferred yesterday and now serving with Elder Vincent Hardy for the second time. I was serving with him in Trenton about 14 months ago. It was somewhat of a surprise to be transferred here because I was pretty sure that I would be with Elder Lamps for at least six more weeks. Oh well, he's actually being teamed up with an elder who is on probation. Either he needs to clean up his act or he's going home. Elder Park should be home now. He's probably watching that popular movie Lord of the Rings right now. I know he was looking forward to that. We all meet at the Cherry Hill Stake Center whenever there is a transfer, and I briefly spoke with Elder Chatterton. I wouldn't mind serving with him for a third time before I return home. Elder Hardy and I threw our stuff in Brother Stewart's trooper, and then we followed him and Sister Wallace's car out here to Tom's River. On the way, we picked up my bike from Mount Laurel, and while I was there, I realized that I had left some pictures of my family behind. We also stopped at McDonald's on the way as well. Their food actually tastes pretty good when you only eat it twice in two years. Sister Lucida left behind a bunch of food that Sister Wolf gave to us, so we didn't have to worry about shopping. This apartment was left in complete disarray. I couldn't believe what a pigsty this place was. However, there is a senior missionary couple who knew this place was messy, and they came down and helped us clean the kitchen and bathrooms. We emptied about eight full garbage bags full of junk. The night before they came, it took us three hours to make the bedroom livable. It really taught me that the Holy Ghost doesn't dwell in unclean places. After we cleaned, we all went and got some Wawa sandwiches and came back to the apartment to eat them. Oh yeah, I forgot to mention that Brother Barton, the ward mission leader, came by first thing in the morning and took us out to breakfast and gave us the rundown on what's going on in the ward and so forth. While tracting, we came across a man named Dennis who was raking his leaves. He had a couple of old Mustangs in his driveway, and Elder Hardy, being the car expert that he is, started talking about vehicle restoration and so forth. Well, by the time we were done talking to him, we were on the subject of religion, and he had a Book of Mormon in his hands. We're going to follow up with him in a few days. December 20th. It was raining cats and dogs until about one this afternoon. Despite our umbrellas, we were both soaking wet. I was thinking about how wonderful this world is and how smart God is to have designed it. I was pondering that as we tracked it this morning. After lunch, I took a nap for a couple hours because I was feeling very weak. A serious headache and I couldn't think straight. 
After that, I picked up a proselyting bag from Kmart for $10. We went to Seaside Heights to teach a less active girl who's 19 years old and living with her father, Joe, and stepmother. She's a typical super talkative teenager and was influenced to join the church because of her best friend. This girl's name's Kelly. She flat out told us that she liked it better when the other elders would come by, however. Elder Hardy pointed out that the reason why was because they haven't been out for very long and still know how to talk with immature girls. We, on the other hand, have been out for longer and moved beyond teenager talk, so that made me feel better. Her dad is awesome, so we were going to see what we can do to get a member over there and fellowship with him. December 22nd. What an eventful day. We received a Christmas bag full of food at church, and we got to know some of the members. I've heard weird things about this ward prior to coming here, but the experience has been fantastic so far. After church, Brother Mike Palmieri came out with us to see Robert, but he wasn't around. So we went over to see some friends of Brother Palmieri's, Alex and Irene. She is Russian and he knows a lot of languages. He actually was helping her learn English when she first arrived in the States, and eventually they were married. Their house was caught on fire a year ago and was recently finished being repaired. Brother Palmieri invited them out to church, and they accepted. He commented afterward on how easy it was to invite people out to church. I wish that the other members would catch the vision the way he has. After dinner, we had a hard time figuring out what to do before we went to our appointment with Robert. Eventually, we decided to tract a little court called Micah. There were three houses on it, and we found a man named Mohammed behind door number two. He answered the door and looked all beat up. He had stitches on his nose and forehead and had a cast on his right arm. He said he'd been in a car accident the week prior but invited us in when we said we were talking about where we came from, why we're here, and where we're going. He mentioned how he had recently lost his mother, father, sister, two good friends, was having problems with his girlfriend. Apparently, it was just too much for him to take, and he attempted suicide by driving his truck into a telephone pole. His truck went through three of them. We then went over to Robert's home. It's actually his father's home. And so we sit in the garage and spoke somewhat about the first principles and ordinances of the gospel. After that, we went to meet the Bryant family. He's very into astrology and auto mechanics, and he and his son are building a race car together. They are eternal investigators, but I wonder how much the elders really taught them, since they seem like the kind of people you could just hang out with. However, we were able to teach them about the prophet on the earth today and how he arrives in that station. They were all listening very intently. I look forward to getting to know them better. December 23rd. I was feeling sick today although we were able to meet George Kepler, a 74-year-old man who has a lot of curiosities about the universe, 
and if the things mentioned in the Bible are true. I told him that there are things we need to know, should know, would be nice to know, and things we don't need to know. We needed to teach him to seek the most important knowledge first. We all need to seek first the kingdom of God. December 24th. We were late for our zone meeting this morning because we took a wrong turn. We met up in Eatontown, which is about 30 miles away. Elder Burtonshaw is the new zone leader, and according to Elder Hardy, Elder Burtonshaw has really come a long way from when they were serving together. It's neat to see people make big turnarounds like that. The main things I got out of the meeting today were the following. Time is not an obstacle, but an opportunity. All people are literally the offspring of deity, and therefore potential gods and goddesses. We aren't seeking to baptize people, but to help them inherit celestial glory. Baptism is only the beginning. Learn to see things as they really are and act accordingly. We must never give up on people. Be their friends forever. We look forward to talking with our parents twice a year, but we can talk to our Father in Heaven whenever we want, and He loves us more than they do. After the meeting, I treated Elder Hardy to Old Country Buffet for his Christmas present. I have been wanting to buy a mini Bible that I can carry around with me tracting and so forth. So we went to the mall to check out this bookstore. There are two stores for books in that entire mall. And right after we arrived in the second one, a young woman came over to the religious section where we were. The moment she came over, I had a strong feeling that I should speak with her. Little did I know then that Elder Hardy had the same feeling. The three of us stood there browsing for about five minutes. The feeling that we should speak to her kept getting stronger and stronger until finally Elder Hardy broke the ice and asked her if she was looking for anything in particular. She replied, I'm looking for something my dad doesn't already own. Elder Hardy said, he must be a religious man. It just so happens that I had two Book of Mormons on me at the time, and I handed her a copy and asked, does your dad have a copy of this? She received the copy, and with a surprised laugh, she said, no, I don't think he has a copy of the Book of Mormon. And she smiled. We then bid her farewell and departed the mall. Although I didn't find a mini-Bible... We were able to give a copy of the most correct book on the face of the earth away to one of Heavenly Father's precious daughters. That was one of the most memorable experiences with giving away a Book of Mormon that I have had out here. December 25th. Today was my last Christmas in the field. I was blessed to be able to talk with my precious family. E came over to my house so I could speak with her as well. It will be a great homecoming when the time comes. The ward mission leader, Brother Barton, had us over for Christmas dinner. December 26th. We went to the hospital to resume service where the other elders left off. And it just so happens that we needed to take a TB test, have blood drawn, and we got a flu shot while we were at it. Hopefully we can find some of the Lord's elect here. We tracked it into a man named Paul Carella today. He said he'd been studying the Bible for 20 years. 
We attended one of his bi-weekly Bible studies tonight. There are a lot of spiritually hungry people there, and apparently this is the best thing they have found so far. I feel that there are going to be some choice experiences to meet people through this means. December 27th. Brother Carlson had us go with him to a couple home teaching appointments this morning. One lady we saw was Sister Agenti. She was really stressed out with appliances and her car breaking down all at once. I suggested that Elder Hardy and I sing a song, and he chose, Master, the Tempest is Raging. It just so happens that is one of her favorite songs. She felt much better after that and then went on to explain how she was cured of cancer by the Gerson method. She spoke a lot about that, and apparently it all has to do with diet. I learned something very important from Sister Agenti, and it has to do with her enthusiasm and sincerity about this process that healed her. She was avid about sharing this wonderful news with us. Just her enthusiasm made me believe in it. We need to be that way about the gospel of Jesus Christ as restored by him through the prophet Joseph Smith. However, we can't be truly enthusiastic and sincere about it if we haven't fully embraced the principles and made them a complete part of our lives. It is the responsibility of each person to live the gospel for themselves, but we can't be truly converted until we actually do the will of our Father in heaven. Only then can our hearts begin to change. I testify in the name of Jesus Christ that this is true. We tracked the nicest street in the area so far. Everyone was very kind, and we were able to give out two Book of Mormons to a couple of old Catholic ladies. We also met one ex-Jehovah's Witness who was really nice, named Henry. I can't imagine what life would have been like for me right now if I hadn't come out to serve a mission. I feel as if I am barely learning how to be converted, and that is with 20 months of nothing but missionary work. I have such a long way to go. December 28th. My morning studies went like crap today because I got started late, and I also fell asleep while reading the Book of Mormon. I found that I was really affected by that. I had less motivation, and I felt disconnected spiritually. We tracked it for a few hours, and then while we were in for lunch, Kelly called to invite us over, and also a guy named Andy called to have us over. As we were talking with Andy, he said that his wife had a nervous breakdown a few years ago. When I saw the way he spoke to her, I knew why she broke down. What a darn shame. We met the Glenn family and were able to get to know them somewhat. She is a member of the church, and her husband isn't yet. She was converted five years ago and was introduced to it by someone over the internet. Regardless of all the bad stuff on the internet, there is a lot of good produced, especially when someone is brought to the knowledge of the truth because of it. December 31st. Well, it's the last day of 2002, and it's crazy to think that next New Year's I will be home, perhaps even engaged, hopefully. There is something referred to in the mission field as 
the year of the fast. And it is that full calendar year where we have no contact with someone of the opposite sex. That year is now over, and I rejoice because of that. When that day finally comes, what a sweet time it will be. There was a district meeting today, and we talked about how we can teach people what the priesthood is. I wasn't in a very good mood at the time, so I neglected to take notes, and now I'm regretting it. I mustn't let my emotions get in the way of my responsibilities. We went on an exchange with Elder Pedersen and Ballantyne. I went with Elder Ballantyne. His first name is Bryce also. And we went tracting for a few hours. We gave out a Book of Mormon to a Muslim, and we gave a Joseph Smith pamphlet to a guy named Jason. There was another fellow named Jim, and he is in a band called Psycho Squad. He also has a terminal case of kidney cancer. There were just a lot of people on this street that we could follow up with. Elder Hardy and I went out to eat at Pizza Hut tonight, and we bought a few bottles of Martinelli's sparkling cider, and we took a few goofy pictures as well. My companion has become intently fascinated with a long piece of PVC pipe that was left here by the previous elders. They were making potato guns. Elder Hardy has taped a milk carton to the end of this pipe. He makes noise in one end, and it is projected out the other side because he cut the bottom out of the milk carton. What a character he is. January 2nd. I can't believe that it's 2003 already. It's as if my time out here has passed by like a dream. And I can feel it coming to a close. Yes, I have four months left, but I know that they will fly by so fast. So what I need to do is to strive to make the most out of what is left, because never again will I have an opportunity quite like this. I called the Kirton household yesterday, and they set it up to meet us at Olive Garden. It was really good to see all of them again. Beth didn't come because she wasn't feeling good. Josh was on his best behavior I have ever seen, so that was quite refreshing. We met with Robert at the church yesterday as well. It's evident that he's meeting with us merely for educational purposes, but if he is willing to talk with us, then we certainly aren't going to turn him down. Perhaps something we will say will strike a familiar chord within him. Service at the community medical center was pretty fun. We do a number of different tasks and have a good deal of contact with the staff and some of the patients. One of the fun things to do is we discharge patients. We take a wheelchair up to their room and then we transfer them to their departing vehicle. We gave a Book of Mormon to a Hindu man named Ramroop today. Elder Hardy thinks he was just being friendly, though. I guess we'll find out when we follow up with him in a few days. The Bible study over at Paul Carella's home was very good. We talked about the heart and the importance of guarding it and how it is the most important. God looketh on the heart. There was a lady there named Lois who lost her husband in the World Trade Center attack of 2001. 
She took a tour of Salt Lake City and Temple Square when she went out for the Winter Olympics. January 6th, 2003. Service at the Community Medical Center was fun as usual, although we did have to get our second TB test shot. There's a lot that goes on within a hospital. Wow. We also get a free lunch for volunteering, so that's a bonus. While we were tracting, we came across a less active man named Jeff. He's 22 and has two daughters and a lovely wife. She's from Mexico and isn't a member and is interested, however, in coming to the Spanish branch with him. We're going to see them again on Saturday. Another thing is that we met Jason, who lives with his blind older brother, Brian. We had knocked on their door and already began walking away when a young child came from around the back of the duplex and talked to us for a minute. It was a good thing that kid came to talk to us, otherwise we would have missed Jason. I don't know what had him up, but he finally opened the door and called after us. He told us that he drove past us on his way home and hoped that we would come by to talk with him. He invited us in, and I was shocked that he was taking care of his older brother who was blind. They had a very small living quarters, and Jason is not working, or his brother. He must be on disability. Jason asked us what we were talking to people about, and I responded that we were speaking of Jesus Christ and also talking about where we came from, why we're here, who we are, and where we're going. Then he said, you have answers to those questions? He talked about how he was very confused about life and where to turn. We read Helaman chapter 5 with him, and where it talks about the cloud of darkness and how it may be dispersed. I know that the Lord answered Jason's silent prayers by sending us by. We will be seeing him again on Wednesday night. Hopefully we can get some younger age members to go out with us. We briefly met with the Adams family and then went over to the Spears for dinner. They have eight kids. I wouldn't mind having a bunch of kids, but I don't know if I could handle eight of them. Then again, Heavenly Father has billions. Hmm.